drugs may come and drugs may go and that's all right you see experience has made me rich and now i can use safely it might be beer it might be dope it may even be caffeine but we all have a little something that keeps us on our feet what's important is being safe and stopping the spread of disease you do not have to be sober to keep your community clean Cause we are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical girl or boy We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical gender nondescript We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical girl You know we are living chemical world and I am a chemical girl. Good afternoon and welcome to Chemical World. I am Kenna Crampton and I am joined here with Muggsy Faye here in studio. Thank you so much for having me, a.k.a. Maggie Soline. But I appreciate that you introduced me that way. I was thinking earlier that we could use this episode to just address, like, can everyone just call me Muggsy now? <laughs> I mean, you can call me whichever you prefer. Both Maggie and Muggsy are short for Margaret. Yeah. Um, Honestly, whatever, I just call you whatever comes out. <laughs> and it ends up being Maggie more times than not. And I, like, I know that she prefers Muggsy. Why do I keep calling her Maggie? So, Well, and it's not that I'm super hardcore about this, you know, what's in a name, a rose? by any other would smell as sweet we don't really use the classical traditional names for a lot of things around here you know yeah. but whatever anyway moving on <laughs> um but at the same time I have thought that in a sense like Maggie is kind of a person I used to be and when with within a recovery lens like Maggie was an injection drug user and a violent alcoholic and mm. a lot of things that I have worked hard to not be and Muggsy is kind of a very different person to me in a way even though my parents have called me those names my entire life and people close to me have always known me by Muggs or Maggie but it's funny because I do choose to use Maggie Seldine, my more legal name, in the context of my profession with High Rockies Harm Reduction, particularly because if, you know, we ever use drugs together back in the day, that's probably how you would recognize me. So it's funny. It's like a pro and a con for why I choose to use that name and present that way to the community. I just want you to know who it is you're dealing with. But I actually prefer Muggsy. If you don't mind, but it, I'll, <laughs> I'll answer to any of it. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you for my little, little diatribe on my title. I'm not going to get into Absolutely. my pronouns today. Again, <laughs> any. Um, but yeah, excited to be here with you today on another beautiful Monday afternoon. Finally cooling down a little mm -hmm. bit out there this August. But August is, of course, Overdose Awareness Month. And so I always like to take some time to acknowledge that. <clears throat> Haven't been doing as much on social media this year with Overdose Awareness Month as High Rockies Harm Reduction gears up to receive a lot of funding, as you may have read in the Aspen Times and throughout uh, local and regional media that we did get our regional opioid abatement funding. Mm -hmm. Long story there, which we can talk about more if we have time today, but very exciting that we're receiving a variety of grants, including that regional funding to do more work. So it's been kind of, we've been kind of qu quieter on social media this month, but thought we would come in today and talk a little bit about events this August across Colorado and also some 
data, which I'm sure y'all love. I'm sure y'all love when I come on and talk about data and throw numbers at you. <laughs> yeah, it's always hard to hear, but it's always important. And I think actually last month we um, we played our episode from last year when we gave our 2021 data. So, because I actually ended up listening to it, and uh, and I was like, so it kind of it kind of ends up being perfect. So we heard about last year, which it had doubled in um, numbers in like four years, like it doubled every year Mm -hmm. in four years. And so it was like, like in two. Yeah. So anyway, let's, should we, should we get into it? Should I hear it? Yeah. Are you guys ready? Are you all ready out there? (laughs) And are you sitting down? That's yeah. I timed this appropriately. (laughs) I have plans even when I don't know them. So yeah, if you want to hear 2021's data, we have that on our July episodes. You can go to kdnk.org or wherever you listen to your podcast to hear last month's chemical world. Um, And yeah, actually 2022's overdose data. So a reminder that, you know, this is state data that usually comes out officially um, in around June or July. So data, that's pretty fast turnaround. Data can be hard to get, you know, in the minute. Mm -hmm. So just want to add to this conversation that we have had a lot of community overdoses reported recently. We had, you know, the cocaine that was contaminated with fentanyl. We had two separate samples here in Carbondale. I've also heard anecdotal reports from multiple corners of the state of contaminated molly and meth. Um, I'm not saying this is 100%. We can't prove anything, but we Mm -hmm. have had, you know, some uh, preliminary positive testing, meaning we, we really do need more testing to confirm the presence of fentanyl in these substances. But anecdotally and from some law enforcement, we have started to see some preliminary samples of this. So fentanyl continues to be um, a pretty predominant issue in our communities. A reminder that it's an extremely strong opioid that's easily um, disguised or even just contaminated in other substances. And it takes very little to kill you. So um, continuing to see a lot of problems around that in all substances and pills, for the, for the most part, all powder and uh, crystal and pill substances, to yeah. clarify. Um, and there's a lot of information about that at HighRockiesHarmReduction.com if you want to learn more about fentanyl. And also fentanyl test strips. Test your drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we can at least get some of those preliminaries, and sometimes we are able to send away samples for more confirmatory testing. So as you mentioned, in 2021, um, we had 1,881 drug overdoses of all kinds across the state of Colorado, which was nearly double, I want to say it was like 950-ish in yeah. 2020. Um, and yeah, really just this kind of exponential rise in overdose deaths. And again, this is from drugs of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually in 2022, statewide, there was a very small decline in overdose deaths statewide, which is amazing. That's oh. fantastic from yeah. an exponential doubling of overdose deaths to a slight decline is yeah. fantastic to the point that I'm probably going to have to double check this when we get off <laughs> um, to make sure this is accurate before we <laughs> air this live, because it's just phenomenal. It's really impressive. Um, And when we look at this at the county level, you know, it's kind of interesting because some counties have had increases, some counties have had decreases, and some counties have kind of maintained their overdose rates over the past year or two. And it's kind of difficult in every scenario to determine why that is. Of course, we are excited to say that there are fewer overdoses, but there were also slightly more fentanyl overdoses. So in 2021, there were 1,800 
overdoses statewide and 900, so half of those were fentanyl overdoses. In 2022, there was again approximately 1,800. It was, you know, give or take 90 uh-huh. or 82 overdoses. Um in 2022, and of those, 920 were fentanyl-related. Okay. So there was eight more fentanyl in a data pool that was 82 less, hmm. if that makes sense. So No, totally. It definitely makes sense. And, um, yeah, I, I want to say that part of me thinks that, uh, I don't know, maybe because we're embracing a more harm reduction type uh look at addiction here in like Colorado and places like Oregon we're kind of adopting a lot I definitely feel like um, Governor Polis kind of um, seems to embrace it quite a bit anyway um, it I just I wonder if that has something to do with the you know um, leveling out of overdoses across the board but that fentanyl itself is just becoming more prevalent all around and that's why we're seeing more Fentanyl. Yeah, of course, everything I say is basically just, you know, me as an expert making kind of educated assumptions about why the numbers are the way they are. So I would absolutely agree, though, that that plateauing um, and even decline of overdose deaths, which is phenomenal, has to be because of the statewide and regional-wide and community-wide efforts to get naloxone out there, right? Because these are overdose deaths that we're (laughs) talking about. This isn't every overdose that happens. And now we have the majority of law enforcement, a lot of schools, a lot of hospitals, Mm -hmm. a lot of pharmacies, you know, taking part in these free Narcan opportunities from the state. Our state public health department and some organizations at the state level are extremely, you know, supportive and working very hard to make sure that naloxone is out there. making sure that I start calling it naloxone and not Narcan because now we're starting to see so many brands. It's been approved for over-the-counter sale at pharmacies. Um, And there's a new brand called Revive, which is also a naloxone nasal spray. So again, whatever the brand name or even if it's generic, it's all naloxone. Okay. At the end of the day, having it over the counter doesn't help with cost, just so y'all know. Um, it actually might make it more expensive because now insurance doesn't have to try to cover it, which that's a whole, you know, shoot in the first place. But r- that's why organizations like High Rockies Harm Reduction and mm-hmm. now public health departments, including the Glenwood and Rifle Office, as well as so cool. Eagle County and Eagle County paramedics over on the other side of the mountain, all these places give out free Narcan to the public. And we're doing so much to get that out there and get that education. And I'll say, I noticed at farmers markets in Carbondale this summer, a distinct shift. And I, I'd say in the three years I've been doing the farmers market here, I've noticed like an exponential growth in the awareness and education folks have around this and just the knowledge they have of fentanyl and opioid overdose as a problem in our community, Uh right? Most folks know it's a problem and they've kind of become more and more aware of that and more and more aware of the existence of naloxone over time. And then this summer, pretty much every person at the farmer's market who asked me for naloxone knew what it was and knew how to use it and maybe had used it already. And so that was definitely a big change, but it's exciting to see that because, yeah, we're clearly, based on the data, assuming we're saving a lot of lives out there. But we know that that's happening too because we're hearing people say they used Narcan. And then as far as that continuous rise in fentanyl deaths, another piece of data that I took out that I thought was really interesting was in 2021 – 
Um, there were five Coloradans ages one to four who died of fentanyl exposure. In 2022, there were also five Coloradans ages one to four who died of fentanyl exposure and an additional three who were under the age of 15. So not only are we seeing more fentanyl overdoses, but we're seeing younger and younger people dying from fentanyl overdoses. And so I do think that this has to do with the contamination in pills, in powders, in other substances. Um, Again, I'll let you know the moment that I have real evidence of contamination in cannabis or vapes of any kind. But again, our science is that that is not possible. But fentanyl, again, is only one contaminant. Xylazine is another. Uh, You know, lidocaine is another that may not have the same lethal consequences. But the point being that there are all sorts of contaminants in our drugs. And so fentanyl is an extremely dangerous one, and the amount that it can take to kill somebody can also occur in cross-contamination on scales Mm -hmm. and things like that. So these aren't necessarily like malicious deaths, um, but, you know, it's we also have problems with just pills out there now are mostly fentanyl, whatever color they are. And, you know, kids get into pills. Having any sort of opioid, whether it's from your doctor or from the streets in your house, is a huge risk for the people who come into your household, not just you. Um, so I think that, yeah, the increasing and, and it's not just children under 15, but it's also young adults under 45 are increasingly dying to fentanyl exposure. And the assumption is that they're likely not aware of this exposure. Yeah. Jeez. That's really good to know. That's so sad. Yeah, I will say, um, just give you guys a little bit of a snapshot of our region, our counties, um, because Garfield, we did maintain. Um, 2021 was our highest record year for overdose deaths with 13 overdose deaths in the county. And in 2022, we maintained at 13, which for one of the largest rural counties, um, that that's promising. We can. I actually did a lot more uh, data diving, and we actually have a pretty, like, average to lower than average rate of overdose deaths in Garfield, Pickin, Eagle, Summit. That's actually data that I I wanted to prove the opposite. I wanted to prove that we had a higher rate Mm -hmm. than, say, Mesa County, but that's actually not the case. We do still have a lower rate, um, which is great. But, you know, 13 rural community members is is still a lot. Um, In Eagle County, there was a slight increase in overdose deaths. And in Summit County as well, we had a little bit of an increase. In Lake County, we had a big decrease, which is great. And that's pretty much Leadville, which is good because they're a very small community. Um, Mm -hmm. And Picking County also just maintained. So those increases in Summit and Eagle are interesting, especially considering they are a lot, those communities are majority on I-70 corridor. And so when we talk about overdose deaths, these are anyone who died in our counties or their accident happened in our counties that led to death later, right? So, I mean, we are very transient communities here in Breckenridge, in Vail, and Aspen. So whether or not these are actually residents of these communities is difficult to determine. Um, And why we have those increases in communities that are fighting really hard to get naloxone out there. Um, But we also continue to see, you know, pills, powders, contaminated people at parties, especially young people. And when I say young people, I kind of mean like people under 50, not that people (laughs) over 50 are old people, but just younger. I don't know. the spectrum like average younger uh anyway but just lived less years on this planet (laughs) well really what i'm getting at is that you're likely to be out at a concert or something like that which i guess really there is absolutely no reason that i should be putting any sort of ageist ideas on that based on my experiences in this 
region going would, to concerts. I guess I would argue that someone old, over 50 has had enough experience to not take something from a stranger. But I might have to counter argue that somebody <laughs> over 50 or even under 50 who doesn't ha- like regularly use drugs, it's like the same thing as abstinence-only education. If you were to engage in the activity, you're a lot more naive to the actual risks because yeah. you're less likely to do that. Um, and so you're less likely to be aware that somebody handing you a pill that looks safe or even like a legal prescription drug at a concert in a small town could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely can see that. But, yeah, I guess I would assume that 50 years on the planet, even if you're not exposed to drugs, would hopefully still give you enough experience to know. You would yeah, I don't hope. know you. <laughs> you yeah, you, yeah would. you would hope. Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> everybody's different. Everybody's different. You never know. And you, you know what? Have fun. <laughs> Please go out and see live music. Just be careful what you're taking from people. No, whether you're 30, 50, or 100, like, yeah, just know that that risk is real and pills are a pretty common contaminant right now and we've seen that a lot across the state and at concerts and two people could split a pill one person it could feel nothing one person could die that's just the strength and nature of this drug and I I wonder too if you're maybe even saying 50 and under because that's just what the data shows in terms of like people dying from overdose deaths most of those people are yeah and also just I would say anecdotally the people who um, come talk to me at the farmers markets right about their affected friends and family but again like that's just I don't I think that that's actually just reflective of the data of a population so yeah I think we're we're derailing on age for no reason yeah yeah. everybody everybody does everything you know different everybody does things the way that they're gonna do things so and I do I just think it is a beautiful like we live in a very beautiful very healthy community here across most of rural Colorado and I think Mm -hmm. that just here too to be 65 75 85 I feel like very inspired because it looks very different (laughs) in communities like this where that's what like those folks are probably skiing and doing rafting and doing a lot more than me Uh, but I do also think that the the general point is we are at a point as a nation that you know they're talking about fentanyl on Saturday Night Live so I think most people are aware and I do hear this from all walks of life all ages all over that this is a huge issue and that drugs aren't as quote-unquote safe as they used to be which is in a sense true because fentanyl is gnarly but like the point too is that drugs are always contaminated when they're on the streets we never really know what they are so that's why we do provide fentanyl test strips at high rockies harm reduction and hopefully as part of our future funding i'm gonna be working on some more advanced options too so that we can know a little bit more about what's in our drugs yeah Whew, yeah well yeah, sorry for the derail, but I think that's a really good point that just in general, the world is becoming more aware. I mean, the nation, of course, because that's kind of where we're actually talking about and where we're really affected and where we can actually make change. So, yes, it's pretty exciting all the change that has happened. So now let's keep talking about the events that are happening for Overdose Awareness Month because that was a lot of sad stuff but there's a lot of really good things happening and like we said the deaths overdose deaths are down 
Absolutely, no. And it is something we're celebrating. And, um, you know, and I also... I think it's thanks to oh, events like this. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think it's because of events that are going on all throughout Colorado. And so, yeah. Absolutely, keep... no. <laughs> Thank you. And these, because these are excellent opportunities to connect with our community members and to get naloxone out there. Mm-hmm. And... August is just always a great chance for a harm reductionist to kind of jump at that. And we also want to, you know, recognize and memorialize and remember our loved ones, our friends Mm -hmm. and family members that we've lost to overdose, to drugs, to addiction, to all of it. Also, you know, I love that we have September coming up, which is both Suicide Awareness Month and Recovery Month, Mm -hmm. right? So um, it's, you know, always an action-packed and awareness-packed fall. But so... A lot of great stuff happening throughout August here locally. So today is Monday, August 14th, correct? Mm-hmm. So come on down to the Coco Club on Friday night. It's going to be a great time. We'll be celebrating my birthday, but we'll also be raising funds for High Rockies Harm Reduction as always and giving out free Narcan and fentanyl test strips. Really, I'm just excited to host more and more events like this where it's music, it's mocktails, it's merchandise, and it's just getting free Narcan, fentanyl test strips, and that training on how to use these products in your hands. So come down Friday night, music, free stuff, Narcan education. It's my birthday. Moving on into August. Um, Also on Saturday, August 26th, so next Saturday, I will be hosting the first of what should also be many um, public community Narcan trainings and volunteer opportunities. So on Saturday the 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Garfield County Public Health Building in Glenwood, so right next to the ER where the, I call it the Wick Building, uh, over there on Blake. We're going to be hosting not just a Narcan training that's open to everyone, but if folks want to stay for the whole 10 to 2, we're going to have a little lunch and go over some of the volunteer onboarding for High Rockies Harm Reduction. So this is a really exciting opportunity to bring folks in from the community and start getting them involved with High Rockies Harm Reduction and the work that we do. So if you're interested in volunteering, if you reached out to me before, I will be sending you more info, but feel free to go to High Rockies Harm Reduction. Facebook page and HierarchiesHarmReduction.com to learn more about any of these events that I'm talking about. But specifically for that August 26th volunteer training, we are going to ask, we are asking people to register so that we can have an idea just for folks who want to stay and become volunteers, we want to give you some lunch that day so we can oh, have an cool. idea of how many people to expect. Um, but from 10 to 11 on the 26th, again, Saturday at the Glenwood, at the Glenwood Garfield Public Health Building, We will be doing just a Narcan training, talking more about harm reduction in the community, what our work is going to look like with this new funding, and just a general public forum and community conversation. So excited for that. Also hosting one of those in Leadville in September. So that info is also online right now. And stay tuned as I continue to plan those throughout Summit, Eagle, Pickin, and also Paonia. Uh, So excited to get those kicking off. I will also be celebrating August 31st, International Overdose Awareness Day, up at Hard Beauty in Castle Rock, which is an amazing recovery community organization. So they're doing a big overdose awareness event on the 31st in Castle Rock. I'll be there that night in Breckenridge. There's also a memorial film screening the day before on the 30th. I'll be up at CMC Spring Valley. 
And also that night, August 30th, there are several events happening in Denver for Overdose Awareness Day. So if you're interested in any of that, if you want to learn more, you can go to internationaloverdoseawarenessday.com. I believe it is, or put that in Google, and I'm sure it'll (laughs) pop up. Um, But we do have a list of all the events happening across the state that are specific for that. So catch me if you can. I'll be in Leadville. I'll be in Denver. I'll be in Breckenridge. I'll be in Castle Rock. Um, But very excited to be having our show in Carbondale this Friday. Friday and our training in Glenwood next Saturday. Awesome. <laughs> and just a reminder too, with all of that, all of those events, there is free naloxone there. So yes. because like you said, it could get expensive, but it's really important to have. And another reminder, just a little PSA about naloxone or at least the brand Narcan. Even if it's expired, they, it's still okay to use. Yes, and thank you because I kept calling it Narcan, and you'll see it called Narcan all over my website working on that because I know we all still have brand recognition with that too, kind of like a Kleenex or a jacuzzi. Um, but, yeah, I will always have free naloxone at all these events. Again, on Friday night, come out to our dance party, get free Narcan, get trained how to use it. Next Saturday, come to our training, get free Narcan, get trained on how to use it. And, again, we'll have similar opportunities all across the region this fall. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for all of the information about the overdose deaths. And um, I hope everyone out there has been having a safe summer as it winds down. Um, It doesn't mean that the drugs aren't still being taken. So, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. I just want to make sure if there's anything else you want to say. No, I appreciate you being here with me today. And yeah, we still got some hot days left. And, you know, we use drugs on the cold days too. So (laughs) always reach out to me, Maggie, at HighRockiesHarmReduction.com. Or you can call me Muggsy. I prefer that. And you can follow at HighRockiesHarmReduction on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go to our website to learn more and find all of our events in those aforementioned places. And I hope to see you out there. Awesome. Thank you. And will you, are you at the farmer's markets in Carbondale? No, they did a special thing for nonprofits this year where they had a select booth. So they actually told me I could maybe pop in because they've had some space left, but I'm not scheduled to be back there again. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week. We will be back on the air on September 11th at 4.30 p.m. here on KDNK. You can go to kdnk.org to listen to past episodes or anywhere you get podcasts. You can follow High Rockies Harm Reduction or KDNK at... um, on Instagram and Facebook and to keep up with all of the events happening all around here. I know that uh, Katie and Kate is about to uh, kick off the fall membership drive, so I'm sure there are some awesome early bird prizes if you want to renew early. Thank you so much, and you don't have to be sober to keep your community clean. Drugs may come and drugs may go, and that's all right, you see. Experience has made me rich, and now I can use safely. It might be beer, it might be dope, it may even be caffeine. But we all have a little something that keeps us on our feet. What's important is being safe and stopping the spread of disease. You do not have to be sober.
remember to keep your community clean Cause we are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical girl Oh boy, we are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical gender nondescript We are living in a chemical world And I am a chemical